0: Hello, thank you guys for joining me this week on Poker, Toot in Motion, where we're going to be finding the beauty within this journey. So like I said, from last week, I'm going to have a guest, and her name is Miss Tisa. She's joining me today. Hello. So yes, Tisa is one of my old colleagues, turned friend, and um, so now we are just kind of also like uh, tiptoeing around some ideas that we can kind of go through the podcast as well as kind of like seeing how it's going to look when we do our YouTube video remember we are going to talk about YouTube videos the time? <laughs> I remember that <laughs> yes <laughs> how it was going to try to like marry our um, our professions so the great thing is Tisa by trade is a by profession is a dietitian yes um, and of course you all know that I am a social worker so yes she's been supporting my podcast journey so far you know, she's two episodes behind, <laughs> but we'll get it together. But anyway, so yeah, so as I was stating, we're going to go ahead and kind of delve into this topic. So one of the great things that Tisa and talk with her, she's always such a gem with all of her quotes and references and things of that <laughs> nature and it's been such a blessing. So one of the questions she asked me, because we were just talking about um, wholeness is what she stated. And I was telling her that, you know, in this process of me, you know, going through my breakup, which you all know is a common thread through my podcast, um, you know, I'm not really interested in trying to like entertain somebody else fully because that person will not have the same playing field as my previous boyfriends when they came to the picture. So I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody until I'm whole, until I have this together. So, she posed a question of, how does one know when you're whole? So, that was like a really great question. I'm like, how do we know? So, we're going to kind of delve into that. So, the good thing is, while we sift through the rigmarole, you guys are going to be with us while we find this beauty within the journey. All right? So, sit tight and enjoy. Thank you, guys. Okay, so kind of just going into it, the question was again, how does one know when they're whole? Before getting started on this second part of the recording, I was kind of jotting down some quick little notes about like what constitutes wholeness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because you asked a really great question, and even when I say that, like, oh, I want to be whole for the next person. we often, i know for myself we, but we say things that we don't really fully know what that really means right
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the things i was kind of trying now would be like more like mental state yeah like your mental state for wholeness and maybe like your spiritual state or your mood mm-hmm. you know people always like to say like, oh your vibe you know whatever like that and stuff
1: but what are the markers that would let you know that you are at a state of wholeness? Because like we said before, change,
0: mm-hmm.
1: people are always changing. Right. Change is inevitable. We're always, or we should be evolving as mm-hmm. people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So at, at what point then would you know, or, or what would be your markers or how would you measure your wholeness? Okay. Okay. Is it levels? Like, I'm a level one wholeness. I'm at a level 10. shit. <laughs> <know what laughs> <I mean? laughs>
0: you know, like, how would you know? Okay. Because
1: people say that all the time.
0: True. So, for me, when I think of wholeness, it relates to me trying to go out and date again.
1: hmm
0: I believe that the wholeness, for me, constitutes when I no longer have the desire to talk to the other person. Mm-hmm. Um... And I can definitely wish them well without having any type of ill intent, and I can genuinely be like happy for them if I was to see them in the street and be like, "Oh, you're married! Congratulations! Or, oh, you got a new baby! Congratulations!" Like that and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, in my opinion, constitutes that I have like taken the time necessary to get through that hurt
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and I got into a stage of like acceptance and like understanding like things just you know these things just happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's oftentimes like my ability to kind of like move on to the next journey or chapter in my life. So it's not a switch;
1: it's not something you can switch on
0: or switch off. No, not
1: that I don't think. No. And then, how do, how long does it take? Oh God. <laughs>
0: um, that can vary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That can vary from time, like from definitely from like. Um, Person to person, maybe depending on like, depending on like how invested I was in that person, mm-hmm. to kind of let me know like, you know, when I'm able to kind of like move on. So if you,
1: let's say you were counseling yourself right in a session, and what would you tell someone? Would you tell someone? Would you give them a time frame? Saying you were in a two-year relationship, give yourself two years, give yourself six months, or or how would you assess Girl. as a clinician when someone was at a level where they were able they were able to date?
0: So that's a really great question. My friends and I we've had a conversation before because the last time when I dated someone, like there's been like on average a year and a half period before I move into my next phase or one of on a date. So between my last boyfriend before prior to the one of this most recent breakup, uh, it was almost a two-year difference.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Two-year time frame. Like probably just shy of like a month for okay. being two years. Um, so what I, I and that and that relationship was only like not even full six months. That was like four or five months, because I mm-hmm. met you when I had just broken up with him. Well, that's
1: right, I remember that.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that was definitely like a hard part, and we talked about dating or whatever beforehand, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't ready, you know. But, um, I feel like for real and real life, I do think at least half the time that you were with the person.
1: Half the time, okay, so Ideally. that's a good... So then what about people who were in 15 year marriages girl now
0: that's different now so i do <laughs> feel like you do need maybe like a, like a year at least okay before you go into your next thing mm-hmm. but any so so my thought was anything that is six months or less you know give yourself you know a month or two mm-hmm. a year and a half two years if anything give yourself six Six months to maybe eight months before you kind of decide to go back out there, but there is no real marker and time frame because, like, oh my god, six months and now I'm still not over this person. Um, obviously, this is like active work and and whatever mm-hmm. you decide to do to kind of help yourself move forward, whether it's joining the gym, going to church more, and mm-hmm. immersing yourself with you know, um, all these self help books or whatever, the kidney a positive energy, whatever, whatever your. Um, intervention is going to be. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You have to really be invested in it. Okay. You can't half-ass it. And sometimes, some people might actually like, um you want me to in your house? Know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Interviews. What was my last thought? I can't recall. I had to put it on pause. I'm sorry. You were talking about wholeness. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying you can't like, you know, you can't, half-step this whole process with trying to, like, you know, move forward. I definitely think that you have to, you know, again, be be really invested in that process. But for someone, like you said, like may have a marriage for, like, a number of mm-hmm. years. Um, granted, I am not in that marriage state. So, mm-hmm. granted, that's a place I want to be in. But I would think that you would need to give yourself a substantial amount of time. I would think, ideally, like, a year, maybe two years for something like this, you know... But being active, yeah, being active, meaning
1: yeah. taking steps towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. And you said those steps are, you know, whatever, you whatever your intervention
0: is gonna be. Okay, and it, and it, it can depend. But I feel like fully, not just like on the physical state of being whole, like I have two legs, two arms, two tits, whatever it may be. I feel like if anything, it needs to be more of a mental state and in the spiritual state. So something that far transcends like the actual physical to okay. like a metaphysical, like on a whole different level. Okay. And because that's a transformative process, I feel like y'all have to kind of go through. And that's nothing that can just take a set time frame. So,
1: so when you say, or when people say, you know, they're, they're, they they are they do not feel whole. They need to get themselves back together. Is that then inferring that when you're in a relationship, a person takes a part of you away mm-hmm. from yourself? Okay, mm-hmm. so with that thought, they take something away from you. Do you take anything away from them? Yeah. Okay, so you. So the idea is, everyone is taking a, a little bit of each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And
0: like I, you can even think of that on like a. I know that you're really vested in the church as well, but mm-hmm. like even on a spiritual level, like you know this, this whole thing about soul ties. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. far deeper than just you know. Right. Draining someone else on a, you know, on one level. So yeah. when you are intimate with somebody and you get intimate with multiple people, you take on their spirits or demons or whatever they have, and mm-hmm. you know, or whatever those issues are. Especially when we're, we're receiving something from mm-hmm. the man, we're we are these. <laughs> so then, yeah. so
1: then, you it's like so it's almost a process of shedding. Mm-hmm. To get yourself back whole Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to so kinda like
0: yeah you have to kind of like get back naked in a sense mm-hmm. and share some share that stuff that you've taken on from another person whether you taking on some of their burdens or some of their stress or whatever it may be or even some of their expectations because mm-hmm. you know when when I entered in, when I entered into that relationship and when I entered into any future relationship my thought was especially in the last one, that this is how I am, this is how I want to, I'm going to present myself as I would be pre- present myself if I was two years into this relationship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to be like, here's my representative for the first six months, and okay. then, you know, here go, here go the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde or whatever mm-hmm. behind the mask. It was always going to be who I was going to be <clears throat> completely the whole time, and... Do you feel like you received the same from him um sometimes okay sometimes it go, it go back and forth with that but
1: mm-hmm. sometimes
0: but i just felt like i thought i presented as being a whole at that time mm-hmm. and i feel like i did because even with being a whole you are being very vulnerable mm-hmm. even with some of your insecurities and stuff like yes. that mm-hmm. and one of the insecurities that i had especially more so than anything was definitely on a finance part
1: because
0: mm-hmm. he was already established He had a home Mm-hmm. he had been with his company for a number of years he mm-hmm. had his he was, he was investing in his 401k mm-hmm. and I'm like 401 who? No. but you know like I didn't have that together you know and I also moved back home with my mom because mm-hmm. of moved from Indiana mm-hmm. so I was just feeling kind of like oh lord I'm not where I should be at 33 years old mm-hmm. and so me having that insecurity and talking with him about that you know
1: mm-hmm.
0: he was fine he said he was fine so Outside of being whole mentally and physically, and what I thought spiritually as well, so I, I attracted that positive energy that he had because I had gotten to a spot where mm-hmm. people who may know who know me know I have a history of depression. Mm-hmm. So I, got, I was in a space where I was definitely able to let my happiness show okay. that I had on the inside and the outside as well. So I attracted that energy. Mm-hmm. I just haven't attracted all that money yet, you know, if you others together. But yeah. So, for the most part, I was whole. Okay. In, in various areas. And you can be whole in different parts, maybe not in everything. Right. Okay.
1: Because um, we're always evolving.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, that, that was my whole thought with that. And I just thought he was willing to accept me for my shortcomings just, just as I was for his as well. hmm So, I don't know. But the state of wholeness that I'm trying to get to now, even though know, I may have some of the same you know, issues to some degree. Not all the way. It's mm-hmm. now again kinda of getting to a space where I can get back to my same happiness. Okay. Like I want that to be uh transcending from the inside out. I want you to feel it when you come you know, come around me, all this stuff. So I felt like not really attracting all that exactly yet.
1: I remember um a pastor that said years ago, he said happiness is based on happening. Hmm. So we should pursue peace because peace is always it's there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change. It's more sustainable. But, you know, mm. happy, being happy. And, and we always say it all the time. Like, I just want to be happy. You know, I want to be blessed. I want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. But he broke down happiness and he said happiness is based on happening.
0: Yeah, like your situation. Right, and, and that can may
1: very not, exactly. Oh, always be happy, but peace, and it's it's like in the Bible, God gives you peace in a storm. Peace mm-hmm. is what keeps you sound,
0: mm-hmm. even
1: if things around you are are going chaos,
0: chaos. yeah, anywhere. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And so then, our we should be pursuing perfect peace because we may not always be happy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we out here in the hood now. <laughs> got the sounds going in the background. That is not a part of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, good go ahead old Chicago. Good old, good old Chicago. That love stuck on here.
1: <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just you know something I thought of when you were talking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think we all do it. We all say we want to be happy. But things are not always
0: the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that was that's very important because, uh, like you said, like when then happiness can always be so can always be wavering,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and it can go at a whim. So I do like the mindset, the the idea of like, you know, searching for peace in that sense versus like the happiness because the happenings that go on in my life. Like right now my car's messing up. hmm
1: The
0: check ins might have came back on.
1: hmm
0: My dog is sick. I'm like, oh Lord oh, Jesus. God, really? So ain't no happiness right now. I'm not happy. And sad.
1: And, yeah. and I
0: also think, you
1: know, even with our own insecurities that we bring into relationships or just in any relationship, mm-hmm. I think um they are what we tell ourselves that might not necessarily be what it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know. Well, it's, it's a police station down the street. It's like- <laughs> so, this, this may be happening all night. In Chicago. In Chicago. In- <laughs>
0: um, but... So... Well, then I have a question. I don't want to cut you off. Okay. So then, do you think that you're whole? you? how do you feel? Like, what...
1: Do I think I'm whole? Mm, that's a good question. Um... Hmm. I think I am but I think I am Mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean mean very much because you can think you're sometimes you can think you're at a a certain place and then life can shake you up and you can look back and say wow Mm -hmm. I wasn't there um but I do think that I'm at a state of wholeness, mm-hmm. but definitely also in a moment of constantly trying to progress mm-hmm. and just at a state where I feel like I'm growing and I'm going through the growing pains mm-hmm. of growing, which we all we all evolving but I think you go through different seasons, mm-hmm. and I think in this season, I would say I am growing. So, what comes with that is good and bad. Mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> and the main thing is, um, in growing, is having patience, and that's something that I definitely, you know, need to work on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but when you, are in any season in your life, you have to have patience with yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really important. But that's why I posed the question in the beginning about how do you know if you're whole? Because I was thinking, hmm, I don't know. Am mm-hmm. I? You know, um but I would say yes because I don't have a reason to say I'm not,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: in this moment.
0: Right. <laughs> So, like, you would think we are outside.
1: I know. This cause
0: it, it, uh, but it's fine. This, this, <laughs> it's going to be the, all night. This is the authentic Chicago. Yeah, authentic.
1: Right. It's down the streets so and they get calls. Right. So, um, that's why I posed the question to you. You mm-hmm. know, with you being the clinical
0: well, <laughs> right practitioner. Exactly. <laughs> At this point, I would say No. And mm-hmm. I'll say, I, I know that
1: I'm not. Right, right, right. But yeah. I'm just saying that's why I posed it. Oh, yeah. You know, just, you know, learning from you in that area mm-hmm. of what is wholeness.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tisa. See, you always be dropping these little jewels <laughs> up on me, girl. <laughs> I'm so excited for her. So, and I wonder, now, I wonder if there's some type of taboo, some someone them have taboo and thinking in themselves like, oh, they're not whole at at the moment something like that well
1: I mean I think I think in general as women we may not feel whole if we don't have well number one it may, it may not just be women but I think we kind of take this on more as women when you're single you may not feel whole because it's it's also a concept in society of... To be
0: matched to somebody
1: else. Right, to be mm-hmm. matched to someone else, especially at a certain age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then also kids, having a family, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, it it can definitely have feel that pressure there of like, oh, I'm not whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we were talking about before, I think we've kind of gotten the whole concept really kind of misconstrued when we talk about...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, my better half and mm-hmm. two halves coming together mm-hmm. to make in a whole something, you know, like a half an apple and a half an apple to make one whole apple. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I definitely think in, in long term, serious relationships and marriage, I think that you are a whole something coming up with a whole something else. Mm-hmm. You're a, you know, you're a whole piece of bread and then someone can be peanut butter <laughs> and you're a sandwich. I'm like, you know what I mean? I mean I don't think you
0: know
1: you can be you know <laughs> you can be um,
0: analogies are just a, a
1: whole apple and you know you're a whole scoop of peanut butter and now you're a snack together you know so you're two things mm-hmm. that you don't have to be the same but you have a function mm-hmm. in each other's life and together you make something better exactly exactly so that's what I think and I think that's kind of that's what we have to hold together, mm-hmm. you know, and not say like, oh well, you know, I want to marry this type of person. Well, are you the person? Exactly. That's the thing, and and sometimes we look at things with finances and things like that, and, and I mean that's important, that's very important, mm-hmm. but also I think that essentially anything human grows from the inside out. Mm-hmm. So having that inside is, Together. is more important than maybe the outside because <clears throat> a lot of people, they hide in plain sight. Mm-hmm. And I think the more quote-unquote money or um, fame, mm-hmm. degrees, high-power career, you can almost essentially cover up. Mm-hmm. All those things, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't watch it. So, I mean, and sometimes these things, of course, are very um, challenging. But, you know, you, you may know, like, okay, I can go out and look a certain way and appear a certain way. But really, really
0: dealing with the inner person, that takes a lot of work. Can I mention that? Mm-hmm. So, from my own personal experience, like what? There is like, there is definitely a growth process to you recognize and acknowledging the fact that you may not be a whole person or mm-hmm. you may not be a whole to be able to be joined with somebody at the time. So mm-hmm. uh, and then kinda of going into what you're saying, um, there that was me. So like I said, I, I have had I've had a history of depression and things of that nature. So um I remember telling one of my friends at the time that i did my best to try to present well to the world because i was really broken on the inside mm-hmm. like i was like i spent a lot of time you know making sure my wig was together because i know <laughs> they're wiggly weeds. you know i put my contacts in i'll put my my makeup on and all of this to present as clear and happy to the world mm-hmm. but i was oftentimes going home i would off often crying or so, you know, whatever the case may be, and I was just like, <clears throat> "Oh my gosh!" So when you said that, it's like that at one point in time was definitely me, mm-hmm. like just super being being superficial mm-hmm. because I could not figure out how to deal with the internal. You know what I'm saying? It was and, and didn't even know that, that was something I should even be addressing. I didn't learn any of those type of lessons more so until like um like my mid twenties and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think even still more so, it's still happening even you know now in some cases more now I'm just like a little more upfront with the stuff like hey, I messed up in this area you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying but it is what it is I'm fixing and I'm working on it. But even still now like just walking out and being so comfortable and free Mm -hmm. with my natural hair Mm -hmm. with no makeup Mm -hmm. you know sometimes nothing more than some mascara right. That was a process, mm-hmm. and it's not like I'm sitting on here like looking like a boo boo the fool and no, but ugly. look nice. No, yeah, thank you, appreciate it. But it's the fact that that those were some things that I was just so insecure about. But I wrapped it up with I put it in a pretty package, but I'm, I'm like handing over trash. I'm not, I'm not calling myself trash, I'm like, no, like, I understand what I'm you mean. I'm just saying, like, that's literally how I felt on the inside, like I felt just.
1: And a lot of you know, a lot of those things have been handed down to us by our family, mm-hmm. you know, by society, um, and honestly, that's what happened. So it's it's almost and especially I mean, being black in America. I'm getting to that part, but yeah. A lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, it was almost kind of like a something that was passed down to kind of fake it till you make it or. Mm-hmm be happy, you know, even when you think a parent, sometimes they'll whoop kids and be like, don't cry. It's like, you like, people? Yeah. <laughs> Right, like, what? Don't cry. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, don't, kind of like to, don't show emotion. And, I, and I'm not just trying to single it out just for black people. I mean, we're black, so obviously, it's, it resonates we, more with us. Right, yeah. we, we know our experience, but, you know, in general, I just think it's kind of like a, it's a a climate mm-hmm. to fake it till you make it mm-hmm. and also to say, hey, let me you know just go through the motions and then maybe everything else will but add fall, up to that right and fall in the place right mm-hmm. And I think that you know to a certain extent sometimes you can, but you have to do the work too. And you have to give yourself moments. Mm -hmm. Moments where you are being honest, at least with yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the scary part is, at least the thing was, you were being honest with yourself, though, when you came home. You came home, like you said in that instance, and you cried. So you were at least, you knew what was going on inside. Mm -hmm. But the scarier part is, for a lot of people, they don't know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what's going on inside. So it's like, well, I'm fine.
0: Mm-hmm. And they don't
1: realize something else is going on. That's even scarier mm-hmm. because that's when it starts to appear in illnesses, mm-hmm. sickness, you know, sabotaging your own success relationships
0: mm-hmm.
1: because you kind of out of touch because you have faked it so long. You believe it now. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: I mean I, I, you normalize it so this is what it is yeah. exactly
1: so even in that state you were more whole or put together than you thought even
0: and that's how I, was, I think I was I talked to myself periodically when I want to I, when I want to uh, talk to myself we want to record it and turn into a podcast I'm just like uh it's going be kind of weird but <laughs> thinking of what you just said about um about what was the thing you just said um
1: which part when you came home when
0: you oh the being being aware being self-aware Be aware, yeah. so being so self-aware of many things is also like a a battle within itself mm-hmm. so it's like yes, like granted I might not know what this is called what this process is um, going through I know it's happening I'm you know I'm crying with it whatever trying to figure out <laughs> trying to figure my way through it. But that is like a battle to be so self-aware of like what you're going through and still have to kind of present a different way and then in battling yourself like should I present this or should I be who I am mm-hmm. like that's exhausting too you mm-hmm. know. It is. So it, and it's and it's oftentimes so it, it can be so contradictory to what you even know mm-hmm. to be right. Like like I said like I know that I should not be talking with this person for X, Y, Z mm-hmm. because he treated me this way, or he does this to me still, or whatever. And then to still go back and do it, you look like, Hey why did you do it? Why did you do it then, food? You know." So it's like it's frustrating versus like well, I didn't know that I was doing these things and figure out like, okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes being in being in the matrix is. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think for all of us,
1: it's because, I mean, we, we're always in a constant battle mm-hmm. with ourselves. Um, you know, we're working out and then we eat a piece of cake and it's like, why did I eat a piece of cake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know what my goals are. <laughs> right. And I know I'm going to regret this when I do after I do it, but, you know, then good, right? you lie to yourself. Oh, I'm going to burn it off later. Did you burn it off? I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not a piece of cake. It's mm-hmm. like 500 calories. Could be. Right. But. Um, the dietitian. <laughs> right. Of course a but, cake but i think that what happens if we really kind of just start when we talk about shedding
0: mm-hmm.
1: and really questioning with ourselves it all stems to a few very basic concepts mm. lack of faith mm-hmm. lack of patience okay I mean i know just with myself sometimes, um, faith in a faith in a
0: process or faith in the period.
1: In general, it could be with the process. It could be you know. Here's the thing. What? Well, let's be honest here. If we're talking to someone we know we shouldn't talk to, why do we do it? We do it because um, it can entertain us, right? Mm-hmm. Or we can think in our head, well, having this is better than not having anything. Girl, which was. Which would be essentially almost one foot in, one foot out, mm-hmm. which is a lack of faith. Because let's be clear, if we have one foot in the water and one foot in the boat, you can't roll on the boat and you can't swim. Mm-hmm. So you are essentially stuck, stuck until you make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens that's that's kind of the you know fallback of it you know when we do a lot of things it's because we truly may feel like well what if what if this doesn't happen what if that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. and i mean i know for myself that's why i have to continue to practice really keying into what god wants me to do because if he knows my life the end at the beginning and i'm talking to him and he gives me the yes then I, then the yes is okay you know so I just think when we think about that or just patience because again all of this is a process
0: mm-hmm. and
1: a lot of times when you're impatient let's be honest we all just want to speed up to the good part Man. I mean and we live in a world where everything is instant the gratification there you go and you don't have to wait I mean let's be good I, I take shows because I don't want to see the commercials because if it's a scene I don't want to see I don't want to watch that it's boring you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I want to speed up to up the good part and see what happened there and I want to take the awards because I just want to watch the performances and if I don't like this performance I just want to skip through it Mm -hmm. and so we live in a world where we don't ever have to wait But we can't do that with our life. And then if we really think about it, and we always say, nobody wants to die. We want to live. But then we're always trying to speed everything up. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the part we want. Oh, now let's slow it down. Mm -hmm. And then that means we have total control. And we, especially if you are a believer of God, we cannot have control. We have to give up control. And then we have to have faith. So, I mean, I think sometimes it's just kind of delving into why we do what we do and really, truly being honest Mm -hmm. and knowing, like, what are your vices? And then when you know your main vice, you can look at your life, everything it's kind of all pointed to this one thing you need to get better. Mm-hmm. I know me, I deal with being, you know, with, with being impatient and I can look at certain things and be like, this is all happening because I'm impatient. <laughs> and I mean it again, it doesn't mean, you know, in certain areas of my life, I'm super patient. I'm super patient. Oh, this is fine. You know? Um, and then in other areas of my life, I'm not patient. Mm-hmm. But the thing about it is, in learning any concept, we have to apply it in every area of our life. And that's the thing. We, we hold on to certain areas. It's like mm-hmm. what you were saying. Of course, you have faith. You have faith in a lot of things. Um, and then this, you know, it may be for relationships or so. Sometimes it may be this one area. Because let's be clear. Nobody wants to find
0: out later. Just wait,
1: yeah. Like, oh, wait. Uh, maybe I should have gave him a chance. Right. You know, I mean, like. You, did you see that movie, the Tyler Perry Acrimony movie? Girl, I did. And, and again, I was like, you know what? Tyler Perry, here you go again. <laughs> You're doing... Of course you will put this in your movie because this is every woman's biggest fear is to feed into a man, believe in him,
0: oops, and now he, everything he said he's going to do, he's doing with someone else. Oh, now, don't <laughs> even get me on that because that is exactly what I felt like yeah. with the last boyfriend. I'm like, we talked about him, you know, moving to Washington and things of that nature and all of this stuff, and I'm like, okay, like I'm, you know, open to doing it, willing to do it, will do so, support you best I can, whatever, whatever, said those things because I meant those things and lo and behold here we are a year later, motherfucker, to moved to Washington and I'm like this is, now he's doing the stuff that I should be doing with him you know. But that's and the I thing. felt some kind of way about it. So I'm like, I oh, know how you feel to P. Pete.
1: But you know. Well, of course, because we always, in any area of our life, we set things up a certain way and we believe it's supposed to go that
0: way. But that was the thing. I didn't, that's why sometimes it was hard. I didn't believe a lot of the stuff in the beginning because mm-hmm. I've always heard before how great of a woman I am because I am an amazing woman. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, you know, because I hear those things, and it doesn't, it doesn't tickle my fancy. It's like, okay, I'm going to be a wife. Oh, okay, cool. You know, whatever. And the one person who I started to believe that with, you know, and buy into it and do what I needed to do to try to, like, you know, improve myself as well, in the relationship as well. And then, lo and behold, it goes left. That's one thing and, that's, it's, and, and it's, that's
1: fine it's, it's but it. you all those things that you that he said were are still true all those things that you want to do you can still do his life and your life are separate has nothing to do with each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean he has no control. people only have the control we give them
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and so that's it you know mm-hmm. we give people control. I mean, before something even happens, we have all these scenarios. Well, what if, what if, what if this and what if this? And, I mean, then we get mad when the one person almost has a childlike thought pattern of like, oh, I'm just going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they succeed, you know? So, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because that's the control you gave him, the power you gave him. Right. So you have all the power. You make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. So you can choose to say, "Well, I can still do all of these things and I still will be a good wife."
0: Mhm. You know? Yeah. I feel it's you girl. Mhm. <laughs> so yes, I'm I don't know. I do I do appreciate like you know, hearing that. Mhm.
1: Well, of course, because I mean, we we can't I I remember hearing um years ago on o- on the Oprah show, she was interviewing Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow said she never read anything about herself. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like the concept of don't believe your own hype. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that um she never read about herself because when they're saying good things, you're happy. But when they're saying bad things, you sad, you depressed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I don't read anything about myself because that way I make the decision
0: mm-hmm.
1: of what I am or what I'm going through. And so it's that same thing. I think sometimes what happens in relationships, we all do it. You get with someone and then this person's opinion becomes Mm -hmm. law yeah and that's we you have to still keep your opinion and not even just in relationships just period in general Mm -hmm. because let's be clear a lot of people never reach their potential because of a parent that told them what they couldn't do as opposed to a parent that told this kid what they could do and the kid probably didn't have very much talent But they started to Believe in themselves as well. Right. What the parents told them they could do. So, I mean... I think sometimes... You know... When you're aware of this... You have to... That's why you have to... Start developing... For yourself... You know... What do you think you are? What are your talents? Mm -hmm. And the main thing is... Having a solid circle around you. Mm -hmm. Because again... You know, you don't want to be that person that you want to be a singer and you're just a terrible singer. Right. And everybody, yeah, you're going to be a singer. Girl, mm-hmm. you do it. <laughs> Why Won't you do it? No, you're not a good singer. That's mm-hmm. not your talent. And, of course, you know, always, you know, listening to God and what God wants you to do, what's your purpose in life, which is important. Mm-hmm. And then to surround yourself around a circle that can really be truly honest with you
0: mm-hmm.
1: and say, you know, these are my, this is my solid circle. And, you know, I, I can listen to them and, and really kind of um, believe in what they're saying. But mm-hmm. like you say, you have to be a whole person to even pick a solid circle. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, I think that's most people's downfall is we choose, we may choose people that are around us by default. Mm-hmm. By default, by, you know, oh, such and such said, this is a good person. This person did this for me back in 1993. You know, um, this is my family. Mm-hmm. And it's all of these kind of societal pressures and belief systems of why we have to pick who we pick. It could even be, you know, superficial things. These, um, I believe these people are successful. I believe these people are pretty. And so, it may <clears throat> it may not be a circle that's serving you well. Mm-hmm. So, it should be a place where you can serve and you can be served mm-hmm. in some type of way. And I think having that and just developing your own kind of sense of who you are. So, when someone comes into your life, you know, they can't just say anything and you're like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And when they go, it won't be you won't be affected either.
1: Right. I mean, of course, anytime you know someone leaves, it's, it's, it can leave an impression. Yeah. But
0: it shouldn't um, be enough to where it can kind of like break you or something like that. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. So, anywho's. We are running kind of over, which I do appreciate, and uh, this is the only time when my podcast will probably be a little longer than I expect. But you did drop off of, like quite a few gems for me. Uh-huh. So I Thank appreciate. you. Let me pursuing peace in these streets, <laughs> not happiness, because that's only depending on what's happening <laughs> and what's happening right now ain't some good stuff. So yeah, <laughs> but no, but even through it all, it's still a um, you know still a process. Um, also, what do you guys think? So, you have any other thoughts about it at all? No, I mean,
1: again, I'm just kind talking of talking out. <laughs> talking my <laughs> thoughts out, you know. And um, I really appreciate you, you know, um, having me um, be on your podcast. Yay! And like I said, I am no ways the clinical psychologist (laughs) and um i'm no expert at this you know i'm still working through my issues and you know trying to become better myself but Mm -hmm. these are just things that you know i've picked up from other people who poured into my life Mm -hmm. and i'm just sharing them so not always original thoughts but
0: that's fine (laughs) hold on
1: okay
0: Okay, so I want to say thank you again to Tisa for allowing me um, to take an hour of her time. Uh, You heard us talk about how does one know when they are whole? We addressed definitely some things on a spiritual level, tapped into some things on a mental, and definitely kind of addressed some things on just more so like I said, it's more on an introspective level, I would say, Mm -hmm. on how you have to really make sure you're a whole person before you decide to You know, venture out into different elements of the dating spectrum, or even just open up a new relationship in any other capacity. Um, One of the things I liked that she said was lack of faith and lack of patience, and I definitely think that that is one of the things that sometimes we lack in even trying to, you know, go through the process of healing ourselves. Mm -hmm. You get tired of having like to, you know, do whatever is necessary to kind of help, you know, your own well-being. And sometimes you feel like, how long is it going to take? I know I've gone like that. I'm like, I can't rush through this process and we can't do it. Um, but again, I want you all to make sure you all are listening to the, each podcast. Please listen, message, and share. You all know you can find me on Instagram at Pure Pokertude. You can also find me on my Twitter at Pure Pulpertude. And of course, this is definitely Pokertude in Motion. We're going to be finding the beauty within the journey. Now, Tisa, do you want to go ahead and get your Instagram or show how they can find you? Oh. All your fun festivities that you do, living this best life.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, uh, my name, my name on Instagram mm-hmm. is TNRO224. Okay.
0: TNRO224. Okay. Find on Instagram, you guys. But thank you again, and we have to do this again, I would hope. Yes, definitely. It was actually kind of fun. It was my pleasure. So, yeah, thank you, guys. Don't forget, listen, message, and share. This is Polka Truth Emotions. We're finding the beauty within the journey. Have a good night.